This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Do la la. Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. <laughs> My name is Justin. I'm going to have to do it again. I wasn't expecting you to press that. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out takes. Almunia saves. Look out for the Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. This is going to be an opposition view when our guest turns up. In the meantime, I think we're going to fill a bit of time. Hello, how are we all? How are you, Carl? How are you, Peter? Very well, very well. Yeah? Thanks for I'm... having me, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's going to be one of them podcasts, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, I think it's, it's got a potential to be an absolute car crash, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know when people say it started badly? This mm. was already bad before we started it. We're mm. way ahead of that curve. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Anyway, so, yes, we're playing West Brom, not on uh, not on Saturday, but on Monday evening at eight o'clock. We are indeed, we are waiting the Albion show to turn up. Who knows? Will they? Won't they? Let's, let's have a look and see where they've been in the table, because we know we now know that they're right up there. The last few games that they've had is they got up to six and they dropped down and they've been up and they've dropped down is the fact that they've had great big winning um, uh, state from about game 18 up to 27. And that's what saw them shoot up that league position. But then they have lost to Burnley. And let's face it, who hasn't lost to Burnley? Oh, yes, us. Um, never mind. Um, <laughs> but they, they, they've lost it. They also had a, a bad result at Birmingham, which was on the telly. I remember watching that. And, and they weren't any great shakes. And then they have recently drawn with Blackburn. Who hasn't drawn with Blackburn? And this time I actually mean it. Who hasn't drawn with Blackburn? But what it basically means is the fact that, that they've done really well. They've recovered under the manager, but they're almost getting over that kind of manager bounce. It's now almost kind of see, seeing how everything goes. Their home and away form are very similar to ours. And, and they're, if they're over that bounce, it could go 
any number of ways. So the prediction here is going to be really tricky. And it's going to be exceptionally tricky as the person from West Bromwich Albion has not yet turned up. Yeah. So we shall see. I think it's worth saying as well. There, You just mentioned that game, that uh, Birmingham City game, which was on the telly. I think their goalkeeper's got a bit of a rick in him. He does like coming off his line because if you remember in the first game, he got lobbed by Saar. From, from the halfway, mm. and the free kick that Birmingham took. I mean, he was basically standing outside the ground when they struck that ball. It, it was some awful positioning. I think, in fairness to him, because Birmingham have got two central midfielders. One is called Chong, which is almost good enough, and he has excellent, excellent sideshow bob hair. Excellent hair. And he's playing alongside somebody who's called Hannibal. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I was waiting for a cheat. So, so waiting, many references. I was waiting for a cheat. And, and his, his hair was even worse. No, no. Totally. <laughs> cheat and Chong would have been uh, brilliant. But he put, he put, he saw him kind of like looking somewhere, you know, basically kind of eyes right and, and put a, put a great, almost low free kick that bending into the near post and he wasn't covering at all. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He has got a rick in him. Absolutely for sure. The previous game this season was under Steve Bruce and it was the one game where they seem to be performing mainly because Rob Edwards's roadshow was in town and we just didn't seem intent on playing football. Score from 65 yards, yes, but other than the rest of it, it was all pretty shoddy other than the winning of the winning of the penalty for which normal shoddiness was resumed once Ishmael Asar got up off the floor and uh, and went and took the pen. So it's going to be very hard push to decide kind of what the score's going to be come Monday night. It's got a draw written all over it. That's basically what we're saying. Would this be four in a row yeah. if we draw? Would this be four in a row? Uh, yes, it will be. Yes, it would be. Yeah. It would be. I mean, it's been pretty torrid in that respect. I mean, it's certainly four draws out of the last five for certain now, which is which is which is really quite shocking. Guess so where, guess, one of the things where I'm going with my uh, prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh there's a shock. You, you must be warming that up. <laughs> this is Shorty, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Enjoy the game. What we would normally do is we would get the person from the other podcast, for example, Natalie from Burnley was great, and we'll say, this is your star man. And she'll turn around and go, bollocks, is it? It's somebody else. <laughs> but they're not here to say bollocks, so I'm going to say, and we can just reminisce about what we think about this player, because until this season, he was at Millwall, and he's got plenty of assists um, you know, relative to the season that they've had. Mm. Jed Wallace, right winger, he was uh, he was giving Ken Semmer in that second game of the season. He had Ken Semmer set up as the left wing back, if you remember, because the actual left wing back was far too busy being on the right for no apparent reason. But he's he's got a decent number of assists and he's the second top goal scorer is Jed Wallace and quite a useful kind of danger man and uh, a dangerous player. So he's your star player, uh, Baggies fans. And if you don't agree, you can blame the Albion show for not fucking turning up before we decided that he was this way better because that way we just get to say whatever we want to them and they can't argue no, that I, I don't agree well. I don't agree with that mate you're wrong dear or something he's one of those players though Joe. Well, he feels to me like he's been around forever in the championship he just seems like he's just been forever and ever he's, Millwall you said is a good 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 player so I think he's he's the kind of player that if if you got shot of Ishmael Assar if you sold him for 20 million and you went and signed him for one or two or three or four million, you'd go, yeah, fair enough, because we know exactly what you can do. We know you'll bring some assists. We know you'll bring in some goals. We know you're up to it physically. Don't don't, don't get me wrong. Is he gonna is he gonna be the person that everybody on Sky purrs about every week? No, but nor should Ishmael Assar be. No. Ishmael Assar should be being called out by the by the Sky fucking idiots, especially Andy Hinchcliffe, who is a twenty four carat. <laughs> by the way, I have to say. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. <laughs> 
I mean, not being daft. What they, are you saying, they, Peter? I don't, yeah. I don't well, really understand what you're saying. Bearing in mind, we're recording this on <laughs> a couple of nights after the game against Burnley. Good club doing really well. Fair play to them. Lovely couple of podcasts we've spoken to. A more biased commentary oh, on Sky I've never heard. Now, in fairness, Andy Hinchcliffe is way ahead of the game because I thought he was a before then and I now even more so think that that is the case but it was just it was like why haven't they scored they're so good oh look at them there was the one where the player got oh he's got a hand he's, he's put his hand in his face mm. he's been like fouling all over him pulling him pulling him this way and that's all part of the game and he spun him round and his, his kind of neck kind of came like that and he was like oh it was send like he was Mike Tyson or yeah, something but to be fair I think the game plan of Bernie was just trying to get Wesley Hoot sent off wasn't it that seemed to be what was going on there it was just keep winding him up keep niggling him keep knocking him down and yeah they're just well, they don't change today D- different managers same old Burnley tactics have just that been big shit house they've got up top barns and they so well and of course he'd had he had Wesley Hoot at um Andelect oh, yes. so he must know it, it might it might be something for us to know that actually if he thought that that was a good plan Vincent company that we might have a hair trigger at our left side center back so well hopefully uh he'll be able to take that kind of lesson that he learned there which was absolutely keep you cool but don't take any shit and hand it back to them which we need nice. a player like that so hopefully we got one now hopefully so well him and Porteous look immense you know, next to each other. yeah I mean um, have we had a centre half pairing like that for a while no thank god we've upgraded to them I think this is um, a, a great bit of business those two I think they look excellent to I, be think, I think also because we've been crying out for defenders for so long now we've actually got two defenders that can defend and look the part because I don't remember really speaking about talking about defenders that we've signed this much you know and being this sort of pro yeah so impressed with them yeah so impressed exactly so yeah no 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 it's good it's it's so it's a solid start but we there's there's lots of holes in our squad still as we know there there are still I've I've always said that you want to have players who first of all do their job and your Mm. job as a defender is first of all just defend if you do that and you win that battle then you can go dribbling out with the ball and doing you know all sorts of stuff when we're 3-0 up and you've defended and you've still got a clean sheet we've had too many players who think their job is something other than the main core of their role in the team on occasions. Keenan Davis played, you know, in the hole and coming back deeper than midfield players. No, get up there and hold the ball up. That's what we really need you to do. I mean, fairness, that wasn't where he was being played against Reading inexplicably, but fine. You know, we've had wing backs or, or, or full backs who thought that they, you know, left backs who thought they were wingers. And, and no, I'll just leave that vacated. I think we've now got two players at the back there who, if the full backs are bombing on, they'll go, oi, no, come here. And they'll first of all think about the solidity of the team and that is no bad thing no bad yeah, thing whatsoever that's my point on Bilic actually just to say something very quickly I know obviously there's a lot of unrest about his tactics and stuff like that but his background is defence and if he can make us difficult to beat in terms of not conceding then there's something to build on and that's why I'm kind of you know don't be too harsh to to sack him off yet uh, people have got their opinions of course and, and his substitutions are questionable as soon as Cabaselli come on I mean it was basically like standing on a landmine wasn't it against Burnley but I just feel that if he can get that bit right and get get something in that midfield in the summer, you know, we might we might stand a, a decent chance of, of promotion next season. The problem is bringing on Cabra. It's not like standing on a landmine. It's like giving somebody a pogo stick and say, "Go on, yeah. go around the minefield," because he's going to hit yeah. one eventually. I've, I made a comment about the two of them. There was look, we've got we've got a defence there, but two's company and three's a crowd. And mm. we found that the moment that he came that that Cabra came on, and it could have been anybody else except that he ducked. So it probably couldn't be anybody else. You know, he was. There 
there for it. And suddenly the player who thinks that's in my area, I've got to go and I've got to go and attack the ball. I've got to go and win that header. You suddenly got somebody who you know, formerly was 10 yards away. Now you've got somebody else who's five yards away. Is that my ball? Is that your ball? Okay, I'll step out. And he's not match attuned or in the case of Cabba, he's ready to slip on a banana skin at any given moment. And then it, it comes across. Now, were people behind? Did, did Mario Gaspar, had he picked up on the two players who were behind him? He absolutely hadn't. He'd fallen asleep. In fairness, for him, it was the 95th minute. For Cabba, it wasn't yet the fifth minute. And he actually kind of ducked in underneath the ball. It was just it was just a horrendous piece of that. So that decision, and so many managers do it and think, well, we've got one goal. We'll, we'll retain what we've got and we'll defend. But the moment you do that and you're going, right, I'm now going to change the defensive shape that has served us for 95 minutes. I'm going to kick everything out. I'm going to remove our, our kind of exit ball, if you want. You know, who can we play the ball into? Who's the one player who's playing it, can keep it, can dribble it? Yao Pedro. Well, let's have him off then. It was like it was like throwing it against a brick wall and hoping it wasn't going to come back. Yeah, the substitutions. But Joe, don't forget, though, has just come back from a fairly lengthy injury. Maybe he's thinking better get him off because he's trying to protect him. Or he was trying to protect the lead. He's thinking, you know, we're we're leading. Let's bring on a defender. Unfortunately, he brought on Cabaselli. Uh, That was his first mistake. Let's bring on a defender. Oh, no, actually, wait. Let's bring on Cabaselli. We don't need a defender. Yeah, that's right. We'll just bring bring on Cabaselli, a pale imitation of a defender. Uh, Unfortunately, it backfired. But it's gutting that when you're, you know, literally seconds away from doing six points over the best team in the division slight lack of concentration and in they go I think they were probably happier about that than us I think we probably see that as being at the end of it a bit of a loss really rather than a draw but there you go drawing seems to be what we're good at at the moment we're um... yeah it, it also it, we're also good at talking about West Bromwich Albion and then moving on to Burnley yes we are very good at that as well hi I'm Paul Robinson or Robbo in your eyes and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. The next thing then, the next thing that I prepare for this nonsense is we're going to have a look at the Watford and WBA 1, 2, 3. We're going to give you three players and I'm going to want both of you to decide here for Ooh. Watford. Normally we'd find oh. out which one was important for them. From the following three players, put them in order of how their Watford legacy will stand. So we're starting off oh, God. with Ben Foster. This is easy. Ben Foster. No, it's not easy. Yeah, we're amazing. then moving on. We're then moving on to Paul Robinson, who had a great early career at Watford, including obviously the '99 playoff final, and then went on and had a great run at, uh, at West Brom. And the last one we have is Matty Vidra. Matty yeah. Vidra, who had two loan spells at Watford. The first of which he won the Championship Player of the Season and scored lots and lots of goals. And the second one, he scored lots and lots of goals and got us promoted. So I'm going to start with who is your number one? So from the three, you said it was easy, Carlos. You clearly decided. Already, Straight who away. has who has the greatest Watford legacy? Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson. And why would you say it was Paul Robinson? What, what's your what do you think his legacy is? When we talk about commitment, you know everything that we're lacking at the moment, getting stuck in, understanding the ethos of a club, our club, and, and what it means to play for the club. There, if in my opinion, there are very few that understand it. Uh, Gibbo, who we talk to regularly still the same and, and I put Paul Robinson alongside him you know and we've been lucky enough to speak to him and he's, he's he, you know he supports Watford he's what he when you talk to him he's one of us and I think because of that for me he'll he'll always be a, a legend at the club good shout good shout Justin are you going to argue with number one are you going to go for somebody else you could go for Ben 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Foster, you could go for high-scoring Matty Vedra. Nope, I'm going to go with Paul Robinson as well. Uh, local lad, everything that Cole said, really. His heart is in Watford. He, If you listen back to our chat with him, he, the, the move to West Brom was a massive surprise for him. He didn't see that coming at all, and I don't think he was particularly pleased at the time that that was going to happen. Definitely a heart-on-the-sleeve player, someone we could desperately do with now, really. Uh, I still think he'd probably do a really good job at left-back. We could go, Kamara, off you pop, Robbo. So, yeah, no, Robbo, number one for me, definitely. He's um, His legacy is assured as number one, I think. I think the thing for me with Paul Robinson was the fact that, as you said, he gave his all. He was one of our own, but he also kicked anything that moved. Anything. And if it if it didn't move, he'd kick it to see if it would move. And if it did, he'd kick it some more. And that's very pleasing in a in, yeah. a, in a left back. Liked yeah. him very much. But also, when he did go to West Brom, he did great things at West Brom. He was a he was really loved. He went on to Bolton, and then he moved to Birmingham, and was still playing into his kind of you know mid to late thirties before going, moving on to the coaching side. Uh, and now, obviously, down at Millwall, and we know we know what sort of side they are they're certainly reflective of uh, of his image and i mean that as the greatest compliment in the world they are they are highly competitive they shirk nothing and they play good football and let's face it they fucked us over twice already this season we're going to go to i'm going to go to justin here who is going to have the bigger legacy out of the remaining two so who's number two on your list is it ben foster or is it matty vidra i'm gonna go for ben foster i think just because of what he did during the 2005-2006 season, I believe he got 4-4-2 magazines, uh, goalkeeper of the season. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Ben Foster. It's very, very hard to call, though, and I've got a feeling that Cole may go the other way. Yeah, I am going the other way. I, I, I think the, the, the end of Ben Foster's career not just in football, but at Watford, really pissed me off. And I think the, the it left a real sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. And, you know, I look back at that Liverpool game where he was sniffing up Mo Salah's arse for his shirt and giving <laughs> giving tickets away to fucking stupid MMA fighters. And, you know, just the whole... He just seemed to bring a circus with him towards the end. And I, and I felt he got a bit big for his boots. So I'm, I'm not questioning... What a fantastic goalkeeper he was. I'm not, because he was. And, you know, he had many great games. But for me, Matty Vidra is a player that up until recently even, people would still sign him. People would still want to see Matty Vidra put a shirt on for Watford again. The goals he scored, the way he carried himself, wasn't a public figure by any stretch of the imagination, but he was an absolute goal machine. Arguably scored one of the best goals ever. 
always going to be overshadowed by the Dini goal. Yeah, which doesn't get always. spoken about enough. And and I just think for 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 Watford, he, he's up there for me as one of the top strikers that we've that we've had. For that reason, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Matty Vidra over over Mr. Foster. I'm afraid. And the and the goal we're talking about is the the first goal in over the, the shoulder in, in, in yeah. the Leicester Leicester semi final second leg. We're one 0 down from the first leg, and it, I think it was Marco Cassetti put in a beautiful lofted ball, and he hit it. But it wasn't just that; it was over his shoulder, but it was also with his left. Yeah. Left, yeah. I, I mean, from miles like... out as well. It wasn't exactly local either. It was from miles out. No. It was a fantastic well, corner of the corner of the box, wasn't it? And he just sort of whipped it over his shoulder, and that, yeah. you know, beat Casper at the on the on the far corner. Yeah, beautiful goal. Now the interesting question is, how many goals did did Matty Vidra score once we'd finally signed him permanently? Yeah, it wasn't as many as when he was on loan. Wasn't was it? Many, was it? <laughs> It wasn't many. I'll tell you how many it was. It was absolutely fuck all. It was none. Um, he, he scored. He scored. He scored in his first, obviously, which was a, a loan from Udinese. He'd had two appearances for Udinese. Then he came to, to us guys, and we were like, "Oh, crikey, what have we got here?" And then after like ninety minutes at Crystal Palace, it was like, "Oh, he, he could. He can hit a few." Yeah. And the thing I loved about Matty Vidra was the the fact that you you had never seen a partnership at Watford like that since Ross Jenkins and Luther Blissett. Now Luther had a number of partnerships with a number of different players, but it was just suddenly, oh my lord, you know, he can he can run through, he can do what Blissett used to do, which was terrorize teams in behind, but also could come come deep and get the ball and play it and, and involve himself in the build-up play, but then get on the end of stuff. Um, and a, and a one as a one-on-one finisher, he was just dead-eyed. The, the goal against Brighton, which ended up sealing it on the day, but we didn't know at the time. We'd, we'd gone we'd gone one up through Troy Deeney, and then it was in the last knockings, and Deeney gets away on the right, crosses the ball over, and he takes this touch. It's it's like it's bobbling up for him he's being tracked by the defender and he just takes this touch bringing it away from the defender and putting his body between the defender and the ball and then finishes it with a left foot and it's yeah, game set there. and soldiers I was there that day that, that that took forever to end up in the back of the net it, it <laughs> went slow motion but what a great day that was and I'll tell you another game which you might remember Neil Warnock was Leeds manager and we went up oh, there yeah. and absolutely he went apeshit on the line apart. yeah he what went mental that was. Yeah. Matty Vidra was, was unplayable that day uh, Hi, this is Kenny Jacket, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Before we move on from this segment, and I don't know what you've got planned because this is a you, segment. Oh, good. Yes, Go on, I know it's unusual. We we must uh, we must comment on uh, a player that played for both clubs as well. That was quite honestly fucking shocking for Watford, and, and at the time, I think he was a record buy, Mr. Nathan Ellington. Oh, now, three point seven five million pounds. Yes. Eighty Boothroy's you know best what? purchase ever. I Not. thought you were going for Alan Neom. Okay, yes. Nathan All right. <laughs> you see, no, Nathan Ellington. Neom. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I wasn't. Gonna, I was going to leave him alone. The guys who do the PA, I think, were waiting to play Sir Duke um, by Stevie Wonder. Every week, in case he scored again, cue it up. He's going to score another week. We've not used that CD. Cue it up. He's going to score. I mean, he was just appalling. He was, he was a really, really banging goals in for West Brom, though, wasn't he? When we when we bought him, everyone thought this is a bit of business here. We've done really well. well I, I think it, everyone thought that. Even Boothroyd thought that. The uh, the board yeah, thought that. The fans thought that. Didn't get the player. We didn't no. get the player that, that yeah. West Brom had. But, yeah, no, so, Nathan yeah. didn't. Well, well, keep keep your powder dry, gents, because when we oh. play Wigan and we bring on Barry from. Oh, uh, 
progress with unity who has been undoubtedly what uh, i was going to say the star of the 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 preview (laughs) he's been the star of whole of do not scratch your eyes full stop we we may include people such as nathan ellington and it'd be interesting to see whether or not you put him above or below the wonderful peter kennedy that player who scored two goals against luton in one of the four nil drubbings one of the many four nil drubbings i can tell you now i think i know I think I'm <laughs> Yeah. Hi, this is Amin Abdi, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is. is where the rubber hits the road. The completely rubbish DNSYE prediction league. Now, it's normally shit. You know this. But this week, we haven't even it's, got an opposition. It's extra shit. It's extra there was a little bit shit. about 10 minutes ago where I was trying to find a video of Frank Skinner giving a score prediction so I could go... You know how tenuous we do things here? I've got Frank Skinner with a score prediction. Let's use that. And then that could have been up there with we, Richard Honey's postman. Should we tweet, him? <laughs> should should we tweet, tweet Frank him? Skinner? You can try. You can try. We might have to do this post-production or it just goes in the league thing later this on. Is, this is, it, it might have to go in. It might have to go in. I might have to, with the with the trickery of hands and you know, daylight upon magic and all of that. But guess guess what the scores are, guys? Yes. Yes, uh, the EFL have still got 12 points. Yeah. Carl's still got 13 points and you've got 15 points because yes. we've had loads of draws. Nobody's predicting draws at all. The moment you do, we'll start winning or losing. Carl, you get the chance to not have to listen. Is he, is he trying to... I think Find he's tweeting Frank Skinner. I know. I think he's tweeting Frank Skinner, isn't he? Are we turning the phone around? What's this? What's this? Let's have a look. In. What does it say? I'm ringing a guy called Kev Ruston, who's a West Brom fan, but he probably won't pick up because phones are quite a new invention up there. <laughs> oh, he's here. Hello, mate. Hello. You're right. Yeah, good. Just a quick one. I'm on a podcast. Can I just double check? You are still a West Brom fan, aren't you? I am. Yes. Fantastic. Can you give me a quick score prediction for the game coming up this week? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think you're probably going to do us probably 2-1. You think we're going to win 2-1? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's, oh, well done. So that's that's now going it. We, we do this really awful uh, predictions league and we were waiting for a West Brom podcast to turn up and they haven't because I don't know why. But oh, right. So I thought, do I know any West Brom fans? And then it, it this epiphany came into my head. I was like, I used to work with one. So, yeah. I, I, I think you'll do us. I think you'll do us. We, we'll put crap away. Good stuff, Kev. You are a legend. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to shoot, but I'm gonna say thank you in a bit. All right. No problem, mate. God bless you, mate. Love you up. Cheers, mate. Bye. Oh, there, there we go, go. everybody. Carl's this mate, Kev. Brilliant. This is how we don't do it. This is how you do it. A eh? resourceful. That's us. Oh, we're taking, we're taking this podcast to whole new realms of shit. Excellent. Well done. Well done. No no offence, Kev. Sorry, mate. That's I, I, well done, clarify, Kev. I had to double check. I had it right. I was like, Kev, you are still a West Brom fan, aren't you? Yeah, in <laughs> case you. he said, how dare you? I'm an Aston Villa you? fan. Yeah. You've just insulted yeah, yeah, yeah. me. Well done. So, so he, he went 2-1 to, to the Hornets. To us, to us yeah. Oh, no forecaster. So, in that case, 2-1's gone. You can't have that. You could have had that, Carl, but it's gone. What are you going to go for? Unlike uh, Kev's optimism, there, I'm not quite as optimistic. <laughs> um, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play uh, an ace card. I'm going to go for Ooh. Watford one, West Bromwich Albion one. You bastard! <laughs> <laughs> you are so bastard. <laughs> so, so Blackburn one, Watford one, Burnley one, Watford one, Justin. 
What would you have liked to have said, I well, wonder? No I idea at all. I would very much have liked to have gone for 1-1, one, one, as I alluded to earlier in this Earlier, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, complete shithousery, I apologise. Just, just a bit. <laughs> no, well done. Well done. That was well played. Um, I'm very I, impressed with I that. also can't go for 2-1. Bloody hell. Going to be a draw. I'll go for a Desmond then. Let's go for a 2-2. Two, two. Desmond 2-2. Two, oh, two. Yeah, let's like go for it. a 2-2. Two, two. Like so it. the so the only person optimistic for Watford is a West, West Brom fan. And you two were both stuck on is it one one or Desmond? Excellent. Well, he doesn't watch us week in, week out, so he, he you know, he's got some sort of false idea of how yeah. good we are. That's the thing. Let's go for a time. Oh, some, some people do wonder how sustainable do not scratch your eyes is. I can tell you we have endless amounts of this shoddiness still yet to come. It's like yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, I've got a feeling we'll be doing this in the championship next year as well. So good job we're yes. making these uh, relationships and building these bridges. Cause, building uh... these bridges, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded, but, I, but he, he confirmed previously, he confirmed earlier on, he sent him loads of things. It's yes. just, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, what can you do? Do not scratch your eyes! See you all down the bunker, everybody, before the game. If you want some beer mats, by the way, I'll throw a few up. I've got a selection here of beer mats. They're all the same, so it's not really a selection. We've also got stickers. Beer and mats stickers, and stickers. The stickers are smaller, and you can't put your pint on them. Always sticker excellent. responsibly, though, because... I can Always see shenanigans with stickers, and, and it comes back is, on us if they're found. Yes. So let's yes. not sticker irresponsibly. You can have stickers, but just don't be putting them up anywhere <laughs> in the ground. Beer mats are here. If you want beer mats, uh, stop us at the uh, next few games. We'll have a few on us. Help yourself. They're all yours. Fantastic. Don't forget to like and subscribe as well to our YouTube channel. That's an important thing to do. Make sure you hit the notifications so that every time we put a new video up, you get to know about that. You see, I watch YouTube. I know about doing these things. I, I watch enough of it to know. You're supposed to do it in the middle, by the way, not at the end, because everyone's switched off by now. But yeah, we'll see you down the bunker. <laughs> what? It's professional. We'll see you down the bunker. Oh, you're right. <laughs> we'll see you down the bunker before the game, hopefully, uh, on Monday. We've got a special guest with us watching the game with you, Carlos. Yeah, Mr. Benjamin Bloom is at the game. Now. So he'll be doing his thing. When he comes, right, we win. On. When he comes, we win. Yes, we do. Ooh. We do. When you both, if you both predicted draws. See? Ooh, See? You're wrong. I thought about Ben coming, shouldn't I? A couple ben. of things just to mention. A couple of things just to mention. As everybody's no longer listening, according to Justin, anyway. <laughs> Who knows? We could use this thing called editing and put this into the middle if we That's really want. That's a good idea. Whatever. Just a quick thing. If you haven't visited uh, com, please do so and go and have a look at the blog section. Basically, we've got Jack from the US and we've got Jason from the UK both writing up match reports, which are great for you to go and have a head and look at. Go and let us know if you agree, disagree, like, loathe or whatever you think about those because they're doing those. That's brilliant stuff. Also, if you are listening to this podcast on Apple or on Spotify, if you can either follow or subscribe, it just hugely helps uh, the podcast in terms of kind of spreading it and and getting it around because uh, an awful lot of people don't necessarily follow everything on the podcast. And if you do, you just get notified when we release everything and uh, and, and can, can take it from there. And it helps the podcast a great deal. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. We'll see you down the bunker on Monday. You ones. You ones. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.